everybody. Welcome back to the Get Into It podcast. This is like episode... Eight. Eight. Oh, I thought it was nine. I don't know. Today, we're gonna be talking like all about culture and spirituality, uh, what that looks like for us, our journey into it. A little bit of lateral violence, unfortunately. Yeah, so we just wanted to shout out to a little someone who gave us the kind of idea and mentioned on our story when we asked for some topics. Uh, She said, entering the powwow circle. So we're going to kind of talk about that. And then that brings us also just into culture and spirituality in general. Uh, We have a lot to say about this and let's get it started. Let's get it. But before that, let's just like catch up. How are you this week? This week, I'm pretty good. Uh, it was Kasha's birthday, so I got to do a little surprise for her. That was a highlight of my week. But on the downside, I think my dog is sick. Like Maki? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he has like a cold. Oh, okay. Because I, I googled meant, it. Like, some death sick. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, geez, all right. You're like, rip. <laughs> rip. So, I don't know. We'll see because the vet be costing some money. Mm, sucks. Yeah, what about you? Um, I had a really good week. I felt very loved this week because, you know, it was my birthday. Mm. Yeah, it just felt really good this week and, you know, did some work and stuff. I am doing fabulous. So, that's the tea on that. Mm-hmm. So, let's bring it back, paddling back to our journeys. As we know, for a lot of indigenous people all across Turtle Island, the journey to um, culture and everything that's involved in that powwow, ceremony, spirituality, that journey can look really different for everyone. Uh, and Kasha and I have a cool contrast, very different situations. And so we're going to kind of talk about that first. All right. In regards to like traditions and culture, I have been raised in a traditionally filled home since I was born. Even before I was born, they like when I was in the womb, it was very special. But I grew up in a home right I could have tradition and could have culture and I've been experiencing all of it since I was yeah since I could remember even just looking at like pictures and just so enriched with my culture mm-hmm. but I know some people don't get the fortune to have that and I you know see where identity crisis can happen cultural crisis can happen and be projected out mm-hmm. but I grew up pretty very normalized yeah i feel like i haven't even really thought about how i was raised until like a few years ago when i was put into the indigenous community obviously i noticed that like some of my indigenous friends don't didn't grow up with the culture didn't dance weren't introduced to powwows like i understood that but i wasn't really thinking about all the things that are behind that and i was just started like reflecting on like my family and like how important it is for my grandma to keep our culture and language alive for obvious reasons give all the thanks to her and my mother and i even think that if i wasn't raised like with my mom like i was raised with my dad i still think i would be raised 
in a traditionally filled home because he is also a very traditional man. Mm-hmm. Such a hashtag blessing. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, there's still obvious hardships there that I have to face. Mm-hmm. And what about yourself? Mm-hmm. Very different because growing up indigenous in this city is such an experience on its own. So when you add in, you know, your home life and space and being raised traditional or not, a lot of factors into that as well. So for me, basically the exact opposite. I wasn't raised with anything really. I knew that I was native, but I always kind of knew that there were things that my family didn't talk about. Yeah, that I didn't have. I knew, you know, powwows were were our thing, but I didn't know anything about powwow. I didn't know anything about dancing. I'd never really even been in the circle. I was always too shy to even go in, even during like intertribals. I had been to powwows throughout my life, just the ones here in the city, you know, I'd just go and kind of watch a little, but I didn't really know anything. I guess something that I did have was old stories slash I don't know if you call them like little legends whatever that my cookum would tell us because uh they've been passed down uh the one that I always remember is the one about the big dipper and um a story that she told about they always have to do with like animals and why they have certain features etc like uh the frog is kind of like slouched because he was trying to aim at the big dipper because he had to hit it with like a an arrow And then that's why the dippers bend. Uh, Just a small part of a story. But yeah, I had those. And I was raised around the language. Uh, My kokum, my chomish, uh, my kokum's partner, they all spoke it. And my mom and all her sisters know the language, but they didn't really speak it to their children. So I can't speak it, but I've always been around it. And I grew up frequently visiting my home. I consider my community, Namega Saigon First Nation, my home. And so all of those things I'm really grateful for because they help me in a way to be confident, as confident as I could be in my Anishinaabe identity. But I had always missed that a sense of culture and I felt kind of empty and I felt really lost because I didn't know how to get it and I just kind of figured it out all within the past I guess it's been five years now because I'm pretty sure the age that it really started up for me was like 17 so that's crazy I'm 22 now so I'm all good now and I'm very very grateful to be and yeah, so that's kind of part of my story what about dancing? When did you start dancing in the powwow circle what did that look like for you right i have been dancing since i could walk you know but i feel like i was always around the drums and always in the powwow circle even if i couldn't walk and of course like my sister was a dancer so i feel like i was watching my mom grandma aunts it's weird none of the males in my family are dancers which makes me sad because i think my grandma has always wanted a traditional dancer So I'm going to do that for my children. Mm-hmm. But it's my grandma who like brought powwow back to her community and the surrounding communities. Uh, set them up and gave people the tools to do them in a good way. And, you know, put on powwows because she missed them. Because those were part of her childhood and growing up. And they were gone all of a sudden. And I can't imagine what that would 
is like. She also brought her partner into the circle and he never had danced ever before. And that was probably pretty fucking awesome for him mm-hmm. to experience that. So I think she's tried to like pass on those teachings through her children. What about yourself? Your grandma is an icon. <laughs> <laughs> I just got myself into the circle last year, which I'm so grateful for, like, especially because of Miss Roni. I'm like, could you imagine if I had waited and then, like, I would just never know when that would happen. Yeah, so I'm really proud of that. Um, I made my first jingle dress, and I'd always wanted to be a jingle dress dancer and I always wanted to be a contemporary one for two reasons, that the jingle dress is the healing dress and I really wanted to bring that healing to myself and to my family. Um, My family has been through a lot as you know so many of our families have and I would really be the only dancer in my family. So that was really important to me to be a jingle dress dancer. And then I wanted to be contemporary because, you know, I wanted to be able to move around, do the twists and turns and, you know, all that juicy stuff. And yeah, it had been a, what's the word? Something in the making. I don't know what that phrase is. (laughs) Same. (laughs) It's like on the top of my tongue. Yeah. Well, it was a something in the making anyway. (laughs) Something was happening. (laughs) I started my dress like over a year before that, before it was finished and I fell off the wagon a few times because of things that um, I had went through. But I remember being like tired of yearning for it and I just hammered down and you know, I'm so grateful to have my cousin who taught me how to sew and really walked me through making that, just using whatever knowledge she knew because she also had to reclaim the culture and all that within the last few years so she used whatever she knew to help me and together we created that jingle dress and yeah it means a lot to me yeah so i first danced at the prairie island powwow down in minnesota and because i struggle with anxiety i wanted uh, my first time dancing in regalia to be somewhere else and like at a bigger powwow because i didn't want like just anyone I don't know this is how anxiety works you know it doesn't make sense when you say your thoughts out loud but like I was like I didn't want anyone who like knew of me to like be looking at me knowing it was my first time and stuff even though that literally doesn't matter I know it's a positive space it's supposed to be a positive space I know good old anxiety so I made the goal to dance at Prairie Island Powell for the first time and I did it I finished. I literally was finishing my moccasins on the way there. (laughs) That was my first time. Uh, It was a good time. But unfortunately, I barely danced because it was so fucking hot. Oh my god. And I have a hard time with heat. Like, I get hives. And genuinely, when I tell you it was so damn hot down there, I, I was not... I don't even think I've experienced summer like that. Like, it doesn't... It gets hot up here. But that was like, ugh. and then you're trying to wear regalia and dance in like, you know, around a bunch of people. Oh my God. Yeah. And on top of that, like our sleep wasn't the best. On the ground. On the ground. The literal ground. Cause we didn't really have even like a little blow up mattress. Just we were so unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, I remember my first time in the powwow circle. I don't even know how I remember my first time in the powwow. No, not first time in the powwow circle. 
I don't know if it was my first time. I, I'm going to have to ask my mom, but a time that I do remember being in the circle, I don't even know what powwow it is. I just have memories in my head, and I'm three years old, so that's pretty young. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing like a blue jingle dress and all my little leather beaded mm-hmm. you know belt and fan so cute i can just see it oh my god and i am actually i'm with my other siblings so my two older sisters and i'm with my dad and my mom and everybody else but it's really special because i remember them in those memories which is like they weren't always around because we lived in two separate cities far away from each other and my parents are split or you know my mom's a single mom. So to have those memories are very special. I remember taking the pictures and I remember dancing, my little bag. <laughs> I remember the drums and I remember my dress and being so fucking happy. Yeah, that was my first memory. That's literally so cute. <laughs> like, oh my god, I could just feel the love. Yeah, you can definitely see it in the pictures of me too. Like, I'm so happy. That's really good that you, like, loved it so much and, like, stuck with it. Because there are, like, some kids where they, like, you know, maybe do it one year and then they're like, I don't think I want to dance this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's really cute that you, like, still love dancing and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An embarrassing moment in the circle that maybe humbled you, weirded you (laughs) out, made you reflect a little bit more (laughs) about being in the circle. Yeah. (laughs) So my little like <laughs> funny moment I guess is that Black Bear powwow which we vlogged. <laughs> well, I guess I like embarrassed myself because that was that's like my first and only time ever like quote unquote competing even though it was more just like a special um cuz it was a traditional powwow, but I embarrassed embarrassingly ran off after they picked the top what was it five or something i ran off to my water because i was dying of my i guess it's called exercise induced asthma it hasn't been diagnosed but my doctor suspects i have anyways the point is that my throat is quite literally closing up and i'm dying so i run back to my water and i didn't even know that i was supposed to like shake their hands after they picked the top people. Everyone waits there for a moment. They finish the words and then, you know, <laughs> you shake hands. <laughs> but this is my first like little competition thing. So I just ran off to my <laughs> water. And it's not even just me going off to the side. This is me like fully. I'm in a sparkly blue jingle dress. I'm the only contemporary jingle dress dancer. I stick out like a sore thumb. So I'm literally running all the way around the circle to the other side of this big ass room. Like everyone is focused on this special. So like everyone can see me running away. (laughs) (laughs) It's embarrassing because not only did I not know, but also it looks like I'm like disappointed in the fact that I didn't place when really like I genuinely didn't expect you know so many good factors on top of like you know having anxiety (laughs) it's a good time that's my little embarrassing funny made me like sit down and reflect moment (laughs) what about you (laughs) Uh, mine is so drama queen (laughs) but as a kid there's like tiny tots juniors and seniors whatever else like 
pageants for like princesses and braves but i won like four or five years in a row the one year i didn't win i cried i was humbled i was humbled quick was really sad that i didn't win but then i was also doing a lot of reflecting at that age about like this isn't something that i should be crying about because everything that i hold right now you know is is important to me and like that's not that important to me that shouldn't be that important to me i always found it weird that we're like competing for dancing because then it takes away from like the traditional component of why we're doing this i have that memory with me and i carry that with me when i go into places of like a competitive powwow i'm grateful for getting humbled i probably Mm -hmm. still think everyone's competing or how the powwow community is competitive Mm -hmm. i feel like you have to have the right heart you definitely have to have the right heart. That's so interesting to me um, because I haven't been in like a competition. It's really interesting because I literally never like thought like that. Powwow has always, I've always held like the, I guess, traditional values of powwow, even if it's a competition powwow. I could have went in competitions because um, I've been to a, like a few big powwows now i like genuinely i'm not trying to sound all real fucking sacred but i genuinely just went because i love dancing and i didn't even realize that i could do this for money but like i genuinely just went to these powwows and still go to powwows because i like love it i love the feeling i love you know the healing that it brings me and i never even thought like that like i so it it was like kind of sad to realize how some people like treat the competitions yeah yeah i feel like competition powers would stress me out just because it's like it's literally being judged like right down to the way that your hair is and it's weird to see the transition of all of that come into our traditional powers talking about community and right down to the way that things are beaded or how flashy you're know regalia is or Mm -hmm. if you watch older videos of powwows like we're just using the materials that you know we have and had and and are like sacred and and traditional and i just don't really see that anymore Mm -hmm. but also you know we're moving on with the times so it's understandable Mm -hmm. yeah it is sad that even if someone doesn't say it like you can feel it that you're being judged because your regalia doesn't look or have as much as you know the regular powwow people and that in itself is so unfortunate because i feel like maybe they don't even realize how much of a privilege it is now to even have that lifestyle because you know so many people like me before didn't even have that didn't even know that didn't know nothing about that life Mm -hmm. because also it's like super fucking expensive Mm-hmm. everything is expensive yeah. on regalia when i first the first time i learned how to sew and learned how to make a jingle dress and i'm learning a bit about other regalia was actually through a job that i had where i was able to bring children to a regalia making workshop and the teachers we had were super awesome they're a local couple anyways something that the guy taught me a teaching he shared was to make whatever you can Uh, for your regalia and to really take your time and don't be afraid to take your time or have your regalia build up throughout the years like nobody's coming into the circle with 
everything. So he was just sharing the importance of putting your own love and your own work into your regalia. Because he has a beautiful regalia. He has a fully, like, beaded vest. And it's beautiful. uh, But he said it took him years. And he also just got into the circle, I think. I can't remember how old he was, but it it was later in life, like, you know. And he just, throughout the years, like, kept working on his own stuff. And he beaded all his own things. So that was really inspiring to me. It really stressed that importance of what it's really about, what dancing is really about. Um, You know, you show up as you are, regalia or no regalia. Regalia that's fully decked out or regalia that's not. Dance moves that you know, dance moves that you don't know. Mm -hmm. I see that value being lost for sure. Yeah, I just feel like a lot of people... Their biggest, like, discouragement is because they don't know how to dance. <laughs> I don't know what to tell them other than, like, your your feet are going to take you somewhere as soon as you hear the drums. And it's not about all of, like, the fancy moves, you know, all the jingle dress, like, steps that you know. Dance how you want to dance. Even if you just want to get in there and walk or do the little step, you know? Yeah. Just- you know? Nobody is... I don't want to say nobody because there's some fucking nasty people yeah. in the powwow community and circle who do judge. But we don't care about those people, okay? Because, you know, they're not good people, so mm-hmm. doesn't, it shouldn't matter to you anyway. Um, you should be focused on the positive people in the circle who are wanting to see everyone be comfortable in a positive space. Mm-hmm. I feel like my grandma taught me that a lot. She would let anyone and everyone into the circle. Mm-hmm. if you know she had that power mm-hmm. i do think she does have that power sometimes she do be having power <laughs> <laughs> and if that's you and if you're still working on getting yourself in the circle i know it's obviously very tough right now during miss roni but one day when that happens i want you to know that even if nobody else tells you I'm proud of you. Even if I don't know you, I'm proud of you because I know exactly how it feels, especially when you're going through it by yourself. I've been there. I feel you, and I'm very proud of you. And it'll all be worth it. Even the circle got your back with Miss Ronies. <laughs> As usual, we uh, have some sad shit to say <laughs> or some misfortunes, but that's a part of you know again our experiences and our learning that we think is important to share uh, with whoever is listening maybe you can learn from it or relate to it so we have yeah i guess we both kind of experienced it the lateral violence revolving around identity right yeah coming from you know the indigenous community Mm -hmm. it'd be your own it it really do be your own just thinking about this in general is so frustrating i'm like can we please just support each other i also would like to say that if we sound shady or whatever you know it's just it can be a little frustrating to have to kind of relive it when you're reflecting and talking about it but kasha and i have had these conversations a lot and that's part of working through it and part of reflecting and hopefully continuing to learn from it so yeah like i don't want to hold space for it like at all even in a negative or a positive way but it's hard sometimes because i know it those those views haven't haven't changed in our community and i don't know the steps to to get it there 
or to even change mindsets because you can't change somebody or values or the way that community is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of exhausting here. So I know that you kind of experienced it pretty hard. Yeah, if you want, take it away. Talk about kind of what you felt or how that translated. Again, for the purpose of hopefully learning someone, maybe listening. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, so the whole basis of the situation is that somebody was feeling a certain way towards me because they were having identity issues and a crisis within our culture and not knowing how to properly take care of that for themselves. So in turn, they projected all of that insecurity onto me, onto our friendship, and it I didn't really understand what was happening until way later. The jealousy of, you know, being raised in a traditional home, being raised in my culture. I mean, obviously I still have teachings and stuff and ways to go, but I have my own resources, AKA my family. I don't have to go looking for them, which I realized like, you know, is a privilege of mine. And I completely understand that, but I just didn't realized that I had to face that and I had to explain myself to someone and I had to experience those kinds of issues that they were putting on myself because you know maybe I wasn't being aware but I was after and I think it was too late and also not really my problem at that point that person didn't know as much as I did they would get super weird and jealous and sometimes like clingy I feel like it was a horrible experience for myself but it was also a learning tool that I used and I take that and now I know kind of just to be cautious of what I'm sharing and and this is my journey I had to do a lot of Mm self-reflection and realize it's not about me it's actually about the other person definitely made me be more aware of the issues that are going on in the community Mm -hmm. and how careful I want to be without like hurting someone that probably is hurtful i wouldn't want to make someone feel like that like that was not my intention at all that's like the best i could go way more in depth but you know yeah i feel like that was the basis of it so Mm -hmm. (laughs) for yourself there's so much thoughts that i have about this too just in general this whole idea that there's like levels of knowledge when you think about it it is a result of colonial violence it is just helping that that goal of dividing us Mm -hmm. which is so sad yeah i have witnessed or experienced someone in like a cultural setting someone was treating me differently compared to someone else solely based on the fact that i was also on this journey to reclaiming I was also not raised in a traditional home. So this person kind of assumed that they could, I guess, relate to me more or uh, get me to do different things in comparison to someone else who was raised in a traditional home. Yeah, and that was really sad for me to see that, you know, to see that jealousy because that's what really what it was and when really it shouldn't be like that because when... I look at Kasha and I, that's literally never been something that has crossed either of our minds. The way we see it, I guess, is that we're in the same boat right now. Why does it matter how that came to be? Uh, With Kasha, I've never felt like I am less than because 
I wasn't raised with as much as her. I've never felt like, you know, she's so much more above me because she has, you know, all this knowledge and she has all this knowledge at home. Yeah, she's never made me feel like that. And if anything, I've always been grateful for the knowledge that she has shared with me, no matter how small, because I don't expect it. I don't ask for it. She literally doesn't have to tell me anything. But because we know we have this you know, safe space together, you know, she has, and that's cool. If she didn't, that's cool. At the end of the day, we're both, we're both Anishinaabes who practice culture. And even if one of us didn't, that wouldn't really matter, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have witnessed uh, jealousy play into the treatment of others based on, you know, cultural knowledge, which is just, you're just playing the colonizers game, man. Like that doesn't add up in my head. Anyways, Same. and I will say that I do understand I that think. feeling of jealousy and insecurity because I I have felt that. I would see someone who has it all because I'm fucking human. Yeah, I felt jealous, you know, because I didn't have it and it was missing from me for so long and I wanted it so bad. You know, if you ever feel like that, again, you really have to step back and do all that self-reflection in order to heal that part of yourself. Um, because when it comes to your journey to reclaiming culture, at the end of the day, it's up to you. What you put into it, you're gonna get out of it. Yeah, so just really understanding that literally everybody's journey is different. Some people are raised with it, some people aren't, and that's all okay. And we need to, as a community, work to support each other regardless. But yeah, so I guess to have a positive note what's our favorite powwow memory or something you love about powwow just something you want to share well men's traditional began that whap (laughs) (laughs) i just every time i go to a powwow i'm just like waiting for the men's traditional category waiting to watch and and ooh, the songs ooh, they just like ah <laughs> they just hit so differently you know? ooh, true and my favorite powwow memory <laughs> man i just think the whole hunting moon powwow was awesome and crazy and funny and just two little Nish women running around <laughs> with their heads cut off, <laughs> trying to do some. But Aww. yeah, those are my favorite memories and times at powwows whenever I go. Well, I am right there with you, honey, because who are you? Men's traditional. Woo! <laughs> Wee! Wee! Chile! It really do be hitting different. But I know we, like, bring it up all the time, like, the hunting moon powwow. Y'all, that was, like, so good. It was just so fun. That definitely uplifted me thinking about that. Same. So cute. (sighs) Oh, also, I think my favorite memory is that hunting moon is when we were watching the woodland dancers. And they were, like, war crying. I was like... (gasps) And the... the, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even talk. Just, yeah, and like when I don't know, cause I don't 
I've never really watched Woodland Dances except for when we go to the States or maybe like one time in Ottawa. But I don't know what their moves are called, but when they swing their part of their regalia, they swing their... It's like an axe. Yeah, it's an axe or something. I don't or know. Like sure. a staff. Or, or when they do the point. Yeah. Like the... I'm like, that make the pussy throb. <laughs> Hopefully, um, Miss Rona gets her shit together and, you know, packs up her bags, gets va- vaccinated out, and yeah, pack it up, Miss Rona. <laughs> get your head, get that bread, then they leave. leave. Peace out. Leave. So, <laughs> that's it. So all I want just to go to one powwow where same. we can all be together, but they probably won't even. Okay, no, I'm not gonna get into how they won't look the same, but it's fine. <laughs> Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's fine. Just shut up, up, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this brings us to the end of whatever episode. Of Friday Night Live. A little Friday Night Live moment. I want to say thank you again to Lauren. Did we even, did I end up saying her name? I don't even know. I'm not sure. But thank you, Lauren, for suggesting the uh, whole powwow topic and thank you so much to everyone who listens and actually enjoys our podcast and like you know gives us positive messages it's really encouraging yeah i would also like to say thanks to lauren you literally gave us a whole entire podcast episode to talk about Mm -hmm. for the first half we thank everybody who has been supporting us and sending us messages and giving us ideas uh, we love the feedback and, you know, just helps us be better podcasters and talk about what you guys want to hear. This has, has been, been the Get, Get Into It, it podcast. podcast. Starring the host. <laughs> <laughs>